0: You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Britball Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome everyone to the full ten yards at Britball podcast. Hope you're all doing well as can be considering the times in which we are living. Don't forget you can get in contact with us on social media. We are at f ten y Britball on the Twitter. Do me a big favour and go hit that follow button. If you're a team out there that hasn't been put through its paces yet, a buyer yours truly, we would love to have you on. Whether or not your youth, flag, women's, or even adult contact teams, as well, get in touch with us and let us know your opinions on the game. Whilst the Britball season is a little bit uh, a little bit in danger. Getting some BritBall content out there certainly isn't. Today's podcast is all about the Sussex Thunder, so let's get to it. Okay, next up on our whistle-stop tour of BritBall, we head over to Sussex and we have not one but two people uh, willing to spare a bit of time with us. We have head coach Ian Ellis and Nev Reid, uh, linebacker, on the playing side of the ball. Uh, both working mute both in uh, Ian. Sussex is not a team that we've had on the podcast before. So, you just want to talk about how you got into into American football and whether you not you played when you were a bit younger, and what drew you into coaching.
1: Okay, so uh, so I started playing in 1983 for a team called the Crawley Raiders. Um, I loved everything that football had about it. I thought I started watching when it was on Channel Four, and it was the glitz and the glamour and the you know the hitting of the game. That that was what attracted me. Um, uh, and and ultimately that that was kind of the start of the Sussex thunder because um the Crawley Raiders and uh, our local rivals the Brighton B52s uh, both were uh, founded in 1983 mm-hmm. uh, and we we played a lot against each other uh, and there were was a huge rivalry and then uh, as as football took a bit of a downturn um, in uh, 1996 we merged the two teams to become the Sussex Thunder and that, and that was kind of the start of the programme. What got me into coaching, so I was lucky enough to have a, a scholarship to play in the States. So in the early 90s I, I was in the States um, and actually got into coaching because I dislocated my left shoulder which after, after surgery uh, meant that I needed to think about what I wanted to do to stay in the game long term Um, and that was how I got into coaching. So I was lucky enough to get uh, an internship with a with a local high school near the college I went to Uh, and then my second my second job out of um, out of that internship was an internship with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, that was what kind of grasped me really. And that's that's how I got into coaching and that's how I've stayed in the game for 38 years.
0: Sure, I I, I, th- I think uh, what I have learned from this this set of uh, podcasts with all the different teams, it's no coincidence that um, quite a lot of coaches loved the uh, watching America football in the in the eighties. Um, yeah, interesting. That's kind of a, a running theme from all the people I've spoken to so far. Uh, Nev, we br- bring you into the podcast. Um, obviously, you you're on the playing side of things, so you're kind of uh, have you have you always played on? De- have you always been drawn to defense? And is there any particular players that you like watching or, or got you attracted to the defensive side of the ball?
2: Um, so, so actually, I started um, uh, controversially playing for Kent Exiles when I was uh, younger in their youth youth team, and I wa- weighed about one hundred and forty pounds. Um, and I started at safety and, and got run over in about four or five games um, whilst I was at uni. So, uh, at, at the time, I thought American football wasn't for me. <laughs> um, so, I actually kind of um, let it go for a few years, did a few other things. Um, luckily, kept my fitness, and then kind of reemerged um, at the grand old age of twenty six. Um, wondering what I kind of wanted to do. And uh, American football was that thing that I'd always tried, never been good at. And then obviously with a few more pounds on me, I thought I'd give it another bash. So um, I actually scoped around um, uh, to see which teams were out there. And I almost went to a couple of division two teams. And my friend who actually played for Berkshire Renegades at the time said, Hold fire. Um, have you considered joining Division One? Because obviously the, the standard of coaching that you get um, and their awareness of safety and stuff may be better. And and if you're at your age, you probably want to kind of go in and, <laughs> and not spend too many years um, messing around. You probably want to get some decent coaching and see if you can get some game time um, sooner rather than later. So um, I actually turned up at a training session after emailing Coach Ellis Um kind of out of the blue. I think at the time they were just going, just had their first season game so um, joining midway through the season I I then kind of got to watch the guys uh, play a season and um, kind of sat at cornerback because I think that was the obvious kind of place to slot me in and and learn the game. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually, like coach, uh, dislocated my shoulder in in the, uh, I think it was the the first season I played Um, but unlike coach um, I thought I'll go the other way rather than going to coaching and being safe I actually decided that (laughs) Actually that made me a perfect candidate for linebacker for some reason. So um so <laughs> so, so uh, um so yeah, I trained up, um, got fit, uh, listened to the coaches' suggestions and and um started at linebacker uh, last year. Um and yeah, had a really good season. Um and then obviously this year, um coach has been um kind enough to to put me at defensive captain and, and I think that the experience I had last year and, and kind of my uh, now into my third season despite covid-19 um potentially kind of putting that on hold for a bit um it just shows actually my decision to move to a division 1 team at this stage and, and get the coaching has kind of given me um access to the game at a faster speed and a um and a, a perhaps a minus the injury um kind of I'm I'm more safe in in what I'm doing and I'm more aware and better coached up uh, to be able to play so Very i think nice. it was definitely the right decision to to join sussex and uh, and um it still remains that today
0: no if, uh, that's fair enough indeed as someone i'd say my, myself personally i, I first uh, paid my first snaps at the ripe old age of 33 so i wouldn't worry too much about 26 uh, <laughs> Nev. so, <I> mean, <laughs> so there I mean, we go the early stages um, then yeah absolutely uh yeah let's just say late bloomer late bloomer um but ian for, for people that don't necessarily know sussex maybe people north of the border up in up in scotland don't know, know too much about sussex what would you say the the team style is is it more is it like a, you know, for example is it a ground and pound is it a explosive offense type of, of team how would you describe uh, your, your your team
1: okay so we we sort of model ourselves on a professional program so we're we're very structured in what we do um with our with our defense uh we've got a change at coordinator this year so in the past our our game plan defensively has sort of been more about the blitz um uh from an offensive perspective um we are a, a sort of very 50 50 split finesse type offense. You know we are not really uh, a pound the ball kind of team we can if we need to I mean one of the, one of the advantages that we've got is that we do have uh, a lot of veterans and a lot of new players uh, and we've recruited uh, I think we could say reasonably well during the offseason um, so we have the ability to do whatever we need to do but um, but we are um, sort of very 50-50 uh, we like to throw the ball if we can.
0: Sure. And you, you mentioned they obviously um, the the off season. Did you manage to get any rookie days in? And they are they quite important to, to Sussex to to get people in and try and, and try and get some new blood into the sport.
1: Yeah, very. Um, so as an example, we normally come back to work um, for a weekend every October, November, and December. So we mm-hmm. got those in, yep. uh, and then we started. We started for a couple of open rookie sessions in January, back end of January. Um, And then we came back as a team uh, the Sunday after Super Bowl Sunday.
0: Okay, sure. And uh, Nev. Again, for for people that necessarily don't know uh, Sussex very well, or maybe even they don't even know where Sussex is. Um, who <laughs> is there any particular teams that you enjoy looking forward to playing each season? Do you have any local rivals? Do you have any you know any um any tug of wars for for people in ter- when it comes to rookie days in terms of catchment area?
2: Um, so it's an interesting question. So I, I actually um, live in Kent. Um, there's quite a few teams around this, Division 1, Division 2. So obviously Kent yeah. Exiles. Um, I'm in striking distance of the London teams. Um, if you go kind of down south, um, you've got a load of teams down the south coast. You've got Portsmouth mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and others. Um, so I think in, in our area, there's there's actually kind of a, a bit of a gap in the middle of, of um, our patch. Um, it tends to be a, a big circle um, in the southeast mm-hmm. of teams. So um, I think the, the reason why I end up going down to... Um, so I'm actually moving to St Albans in May now mm-hmm. um, due to the recent events um, and uh, I'll, I'll be travelling down from St Albans to, to Sussex because I, I believe that they're um, the best team um, for me to play at and also um, the kind of the the bond and, and, and the enjoyment I have with playing with the guys there um, I think I've, there's was like five weddings that I was invited to this year, which just kind of shows after three years and hmm. kind a of bond that you kind of build with these guys. Yeah, um, yeah. Saw, saw Ellis last year, a couple of them. So it, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's less, it's less about the opportunity it's more about kind of what you can find within each team and I think you'll find that every team has its different personality and once you find a team that that matches that um uh then um it's it's difficult to to kind of put the ball down and and consider somewhere else so I'd Mm -hmm. say also if there's anyone out there who's not happy at their current team um doesn't that doesn't mean that bull's not for you there's there's other opportunities out there
0: Mm, yeah, so it's quite a commitment going St uh, Albans down to to the south coast indeed. Um, yeah, obviously, are you, with the coronavirus stuff that's going on, have, have, have you been keeping you know, focus, been doing stuff at home to, to keep in shape so that if, just in case we do get a, a Britball season in 2020, that you're, yeah, obviously it's going to take a couple of weeks to get back into kind of game game shape and do practices and, and contact or whatever, but have you been given things to do at home to, to make sure that you give yourself the best chance possible to, to kind of get back into it quite quickly?
2: Yeah, so so I think the the important thing is that Britbull's still at a point where it's not expected that we're all professional athletes. We've got to yeah. take responsibility on our own shoulders to keep fit and, and do that side. Obviously, Thunder's supportive of that, and in the past we've had uh, strength and conditioning coaches and and people that have um, uh, that have been PTs and so on and so forth. So and even even own gyms. So I think um, there's always a lot of um, kind of informal opportunity to um, have conversations about how to keep fit and stuff. I, I am quite aware because I, I live in a, a four floor flat with no garden and so on so I think hmm. in the last 12 days I've been outside for a sum total of about five hours mm. um so at the moment it's quite a challenge to to do what I was doing which was kind of three three days in the gym and then four hours on a Sunday so um however at this stage I think that anyone playing Britball um, for your own, for their own safety, and I've been very aware of, of trying not to let my, at least my conditioning down. Is obviously yeah. if we then sort go straight into a season, um, I think obviously Kate, coaches and teams and, and players need to be aware that um, there will be potentially, hopefully not too long, but there'll be a gap in between players conditioning. And um, we we did an awful lot of practices before um, uh, we, we were about to hit the season. We we should currently be. At our annual camp, as Coach knows, yes. <laughs> um, You're so be yeah. in a minute. I know, I know exactly. So, um, considering it was snowing just now outside, I'm I'm not thinking mm. too much at the yeah. moment. But no, I mean, I, I think it. it at Thunder, we do well. Coach does a really good job of accelerating our preparation, and it's all very thought out. The coach, uh, the the um, uh, the camp is obviously positioned uh, alongside two different scrim- scrimmages against different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, by the time we get to a kind of a game scenario, we've we've basically been running practices since January, and um, obviously people then even rookies have come a long way in their fitness. So I think it's going to be a big challenge for people getting back into the into the the game um whenever this lockdown ends um yeah. and obviously people where possible need to try and keep that conditioning up
0: sure Ian, is that is that a kind of a message that you've given to the whole team is there any uh, anything you, you want to add on to that do, do you think we'll see any football this season
1: uh, so so my personal feeling is i don't think we will see a season uh, and it and it grieves me to say that i i just yep. genuinely think that by the time the lockdown is finished and by the time that we've kind of all got back out onto the practice fields, I think we may see some, some, uh, I won't call them friendly games. Let's call them practice games. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think we'll see a season. I think it will be too compact. Uh, and obviously we're, we're limited to what we can do because of, of, the, of the problems with officials and yeah. um, facilities for people to play. So it, I do think that's going to work against us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, we do expect our players to keep themselves in shape. And I, and I know, and I've seen lots of them in, in their own personal gyms and, and out running. Um I do also know that our offensive and defensive coordinators are also doing um, Sunday Skype uh, playbook practices as well. Uh, yep. In fact, Neb's probably just come off of that call. So yep. all of these things, we are trying to keep our guys engaged. Uh, Neb is right. This was supposed to be a camp weekend. So we, we, we would have started the prep for that on Friday night, and then we would have just spent two days in camp. Um, you know, this is, is having a huge effect on everybody. I can't believe that we're only two two weeks removed from being on a football field. I feel yeah. like I, having been in football for 38 years, I feel like I haven't seen a football field for, <laughs> for a long time. This is no, it's just horrible. No, it's horrible,
2: no.
0: Oh, I can I can certainly imagine. Um, so, with regards to would you, Ian, would you take a, a shortened season? Obviously, the, you know, the divisions aren't, aren't big in in Britball, and I know you mentioned obviously the the strain it, might, it could possibly put on on officials if it's a condensed season. But obviously, playing each team once. But would you would you take that if it, if the if it came about that like play maybe play each team once?
1: I would take anything that was going. If they said <laughs> play everybody once, I would take that. I'd even Sorry. take. Yeah, I mean, we have a fabulous facility. We're very lucky to share Sussex University's uh, facility. Uh, but I'd, I'd happily take five road games or, uh, or two at home and three away. I'm sure every single one of our players just wants to get out on the field. I know our coaches do. I speak to those all, the guys all the time. So I think we'd take whatever was going. But I think ultimately it needs to be practical.
0: Sure, that's fair enough. And then just to just a, a quick word on the, on the setup over there at Sussex. Maybe um, anyone that's in uh, the catchment area of, of your team, is there any other opportunities, say, is there flag, is there youth uh, teams available for, so, for someone that may be curious and they want to come down and try it out but not go the full, the full hog?
1: Okay, so as, uh, as an organisation, we only have in Sussex Thunder uh, a, uh, a senior uh, adult programme. Uh, sure. However, we do have. There is a youth and junior program in Brighton called um, the uh, Brighton and Hove Scorpions. Uh, we don't run youth and junior programs because we don't want to encroach in what they're doing, and vice sure. versa. So we have an agreement that that we play within our own within our own group. Yeah. We also have been doing. Of, work this off season uh with the hastings conquerors now people may or may not know hastings mm-hmm. conquerors is probably about an hour away from where we are as a division two program yeah. we always recruit quite well i know uh, they struggle and we're, we're trying to do work with them to in essence give people uh, an opportunity in sussex to play uh division two and that you know that's a good place to start if you've never played the game before yeah. or vice versa or if you're coming down having played so as much as we're always willing to take a look at people at, at our program you know there there are other programs around and, and people should should take a look at what is best for them we would also be prepared to, to see people work them out and see if you know we'll, we'll give them um, you know, the benefit of, of our experience and kind of say, yeah. you know, maybe it would be best to go and, go and play somewhere else for a couple of years and, and sure. come back. We, ultimately, yeah. I'm interested in the growth of football as a whole as well as Sussex Thunder being successful
0: no that's 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 fair and just just point on the scorpions there Ian. do you do you work quite closely with them or do um you know how how kind of close-knit is it obviously you say you have an agreement but is it a case of that you work you work with them quite closely or is it just a case of yeah we'll do our we'll do our stuff and we'll let you do your stuff and then we'll and we'll carry on
1: we have worked closely with them in the past so they they were born out of our youth and junior program um okay. but, but it was decided that from a uh, from the ability to take coaching staffs and do different things with them uh, that we would run as two separate organizations we, we do keep a a passing interest in in both of those organizations so what what we do they watch and vice versa um, we also have a, um, an association with the team, slightly along the coast of it. The Hellingley Hound Dogs also um, mm-hmm. uh, are engaged with us as well, and we've we've got some players from from them this year. So we try to we try to engage with youth and junior in our location, and yeah. obviously on the on the doorstep of Brighton and Sussex universities. So we we are almost in the perfect situation we can concentrate on what we want to do as an organization yep. but the support mechanism although is separate sits in our location sure. very well
0: yeah now because I, I know speaking with previous teams and certainly um, I am I was with the Dunfermline Kings last year and I know that you're going through and you're going through the associate process now you know BAFA and and you know the guys up up top t- tend to like to have a, a support network as well to make it obviously the sustainability uh, aspect of it as well so yeah interesting to see obviously a slightly different set there but obviously if it works for you uh, then, then that's great as well so uh, just before we get out of here uh, gents we're, a couple of quick fire questions a, couple, a, bit, a bit a bit of fun uh, Nev we come we come to you on this one wish what's you what's your favourite thing about Britball?
2: Um, I think it's probably just the accessibility I think obviously at 26 um, uh, considering um, the standard and opportunity for people um, once they kind of get above university age um, to engage with a new sport and actually have people open to coaching them is um, uh, is quite few and far between unless you're just playing Sunday League or five a side so obviously to walk in and and just be able to be coached up and three years later um, be leading a defensive team out with um, our other very experienced um, captain sambo i think it's it's just testament to the fact that Britball is a growing game and there's loads of opportunity within it
0: sure and any, anything you particularly don't like about Britball?
2: um not really i think um, the fact that you have to play outside seems to be a bit of a downside <laughs> at the moment um, I think you play, you you're play gonna, it inside. Your on, it your on the
0: f- south coast where well, you want to go <laughs> to
2: scotland <laughs> exactly well it snows on the south coast apparently so um, <laughs> yes yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so um, I'd probably say that's the only thing is, is obviously um, the commitment side of it. Um, I think a lot of people uh, struggle with the commitment side. You have to stay fit. You have to stay as big as you can in certain positions. Um, and uh, But yeah, I mean, if you love it enough, you'll do it.
0: No, absolutely well. Think if you're traveling from St Albans and it, it shows that you can get there. Uh Ian, if, there's, if there's no
2: other there's no other good teams in St Albans as well, so obviously I have to travel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> very very good. Uh Ian, if if there was one one thing you could change one rule you could maybe change either on, on or on off the field uh, what, what would it be?
1: Wow. Um I... Do you know? What? I I genuinely I, I love the game as it is, and uh, and I am very much into the game is what it is. I mm-hmm. I wouldn't alter the game too much. I think I'm going to say something here, and then I'm going to have to clarify it. So I, I do think potentially we are too uh, too mindful of our quarterbacks because you know from a D, I, I, I played linebacker my career too. And I was lucky. I played earlier in a career where you could go and hit a quarterback and you could put your weight on him and you could high-low him and a tackle and all of those things can't go now. So I, I, I would like to see more contact in tackles on the quarterback. My son is a quarterback. If he's listening to this... I'm happy with the rules at quarterback. I don't want any more contact
0: on quarterbacks. <laughs> very, very, yes, that's fair. Nev, um, obviously being a linebacker, I, I've, uh, quite a lot of people have answered this question by saying removing the taunting uh, restrictions. But being a linebacker, I'm not sure you get as that, that much opportunity to do so unless you are sacking the quarterback. But uh, any anything that you change?
2: You'd be surprised. Um, I think uh, there's quite a few running backs that seem to come my way. Um, But uh, no, I think, um, uh, I mean, this is potentially controversial, but I think the the new tackling rule for me um, has been kind of a a difficult thing to get our heads around. I think obviously um, uh, putting your head out of contact and and, um, trying to, uh, to tackle someone when uh, you've got a potentially um, uh, nifty or heavy running back coming through a b gap at you isn't practical so i think bafford or whoever to have some clarification around actually within the context of a run heavy division one brit um mm-hmm. uh, league um actually how and when we employ tackling techniques rather than just saying this is how you tackle um i yeah. think would be more helpful also to clarify my my uh my my answer just now. I Don't want to start a feud. Obviously, you've got Hertfordshire, who were one of our rivals last year, yeah. up in St Albans. They're a fantastic team, and, and obviously yeah. Stuart Butcher and the guys up there gave us a really good game last year. So it's all love. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, absolutely. I I'd, I'd let you. I I'd, I'd, I'd left that just to see if you. Went, I know. Uh... I, know. I, I, saw, <laughs> I
2: saw I saw coach's face, and I thought I should probably probably jump in. No, they, they're a really good outfit. So um, but obviously, I love Sussex, and, and Sussex is home. So uh, um, I'm, I'm traveling down there for now.
0: Yeah, you've made you've you've made it an interesting decision whether or not I put the Hertfordshire podcast out before yours now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it remains to be seen. My eyes peeled well, on you,
2: you can put them second, so uh, that's fine.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, Ian, if you if you had one million to spend on, on grassroots football, where would you where would you put it?
1: Um, I do you know what I do? I would I would make it free to play the game. I think that the I, I think it's a very expensive game to get into when mm. uh, when you first turn up. And I think the, the danger is that somebody rocks up to play the game for the first time and you say, so you've got to pay your league registration, which is £50, pounds, and then it costs you this much to belong to the team. I, I mean, we're lucky. We've got a large amount of equipment that we lend out to people and say please don't go and buy equipment until you're absolutely sure this is for you but i'm sure that's not where every club is so i would make the game free to play and try and encourage more people into the sport
0: sure uh, and obviously uh, part of trying to encourage more people into the sport an nfl academy is quite recent in terms of opening do, do you think that's a step in the right direction in getting more people uh, exposed to the game and in reaching out to you know, more people in grassroots
1: I do think that's really good. So I'm lucky enough to, I went to the coaching clinic that NFL Academy put on last year at uh, White Hart Lane, which was really, really good. I think yeah. it, I think it's amazing for the sport. I mean, if I look at myself, the thing that captured me was NFL football. So it captured my imagination. It's very visual. Yeah. Something that the NFL are very good at is obviously putting a fantastic product together and, and yeah. visualizing that around the world. I, I think it is a, and a fantastic sales product for even our game so um we should use that to the best of our ability because that's that's the face of football and, yeah. and that's what attracts people to come and play
0: sure and uh, another uh never another thing that's on our doorsteps is the potential of a, a london franchise what, what team do you support
2: oh i, I support the san diego charges but apparently they're now called the la charges so um yeah uh, we've got loads of fans <laughs> It's not always in the stadium um, no. so uh, I, I'd quite like to obviously see them come over and and uh, I'd quite happily buy uh, buy a ticket and watch them in Wembley but I, I think it's interesting I think um uh, to see the uh, the game played on uh, international stage um, regularly in the UK would obviously be dr- a dream for a lot of people I think whether or not that's practical or not um, and how how um, the UK would support that in terms of Obviously, the university game is fantastic, and I think it's a really good opportunity for people to get involved. But obviously, compared to the university game in the US, it's just a different, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's kind of worlds apart. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it would only be a good thing in terms of getting people into the sport. But um, whether it's just kind of going to be an XFL um, scenario where, or, or kind of trying to. Take a step too far, you never know. We'll see,
0: mm, yeah, we will see indeed. Okay, folks, uh, let's get out of here on a couple of Sussex thunder questions. Then, coach, we'll start with you. Uh, who have been a tug of war between your offensive line and all your defensive players?
1: All our defensive players,
2: wow. Yeah. Uh, I bearing in mind, coach, bearing in mind that after this lockdown, we'll probably have a few more candidates for O line as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> actually i think our offensive line one of the things that we one of our focuses going into the offseason was to, to was to recruit heavily at offensive line and i think we did that and we brought some big boys in so hopefully our offensive line
0: sure fair enough uh nev uh which who, which players the first on the practice field
2: um well this one's an easy one i think um we've got a player um Dan lucia um, he's probably one of the most committed guys on the team. Um, he he drives his van to every game with the film tower in. And he's always um, kind of putting his hand up to get help and kind of get pitched in. But I don't think I've I've beat him to the uh, um, to the practice field yet. He's always there, first one there.
0: Fair who's who's last?
2: Um, Probably coach, <laughs> which isn't a good thing. He's, he's picking up the last few helmets. Um, I think that yeah, we, I think we need to. Uh, um, th- to be honest, this season there's been a big uh, effort to kind of get everyone moving off the off the field as a team, um, pitching in uh, kind of as a unit and kind of clearing the field and making sure that um there's that kind of team feel and discipline. So um I think we're all we're all the last off if I'm honest, and we'd definitely be all, all the first on right now definitely.
0: Uh, yeah, no, 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 I get that. And a couple more disciplined ones here then. Uh, which, which players are mostly likely uh, to forget their gum shield?
2: Um, I've lost three in one season, so I'm going to put my hand up for that. Um, mm-hmm. I do somehow seem to find grubby ones at the bottom of my bag, but I imagine that'll run, up at the run out at some point.
1: <laughs> Interesting <laughs> nice. thing there is, Tim, that the guy that everybody goes to when they lose something is a guy called Sam Oldfield, Sambo, he, yep. he has a bag of everything, so if people need tape or mouth guards or whatever, the people that they go to is Sambo because he's like got dozens of everything in his bag. He's got connections. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> he's got shares. He's got shares yeah. and gumshields. He? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to have those types of players on your on your squad. Um, okay, coach, which player is most likely to oversleep on an away game?
1: Well, oh, <laughs> Chucky. So Chucky, Chucky is renowned for the fact that he turned up. Uh, he was late for a game when we were playing in Portsmouth last year. Um, and I phoned him and he said, well, I'm on my way to Brighton now. And I'm like, well, that's great. But we're playing in Portsmouth.
0: <laughs> Excellent. 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 Um, OK, a couple more left to go. Which, uh, Nev, which player thinks they're most like an NFL player?
2: <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's an interesting... I don't think anyone would be under the illusion that we were NFL players. We're all too short. Um, I think... Um, uh, to however, there is one guy that makes us look um like NFL play uh, players on a on a weekly basis and that's Carl Helmsley. So I think he's um our kind of photographer, team photographer. He, he actually shoots for Brighton, um Brighton's team and uh, a few of the basketball teams, Worthing Thunder, I think, is one of the others. Um but he does a fantastic job of of making us look a lot better than we than we uh, than we are. So uh, nice. shout out to Carl. Yeah, nice swerve there. Like like what you
0: did, I thought you did. Very nice, right? <laughs> Uh, sure. Okay, Nev. Nev, what's your any you got any favourite drills or least favourite drills that coach puts you through?
2: Um, favorite drill is tackling people. Anything with a hit, love love a good hit. Um, uh, so um, yeah, just hitting rings, hitting everything. Um, least favourite drill, anything that involves prolonged periods of running. Um, <laughs> so I think it's the fact that we start off with with one lap and it's now gone to two, makes me quite sad. But all for the best.
0: There you go, and coach. We'll we'll finish off with you. Uh, how do you coach full starts? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Screaming and shouting usually. <laughs> I, uh, I, we, we, I try not to punish. So never might laugh at this. I try not to punish people by doing things athletic because obviously that's what we want them to do. So I do tend to scream and shout at people. However, when we do our post-practice stretch, if they can't line up in ten seconds, they do have to run. So offsides, we we I just punish by uh, or full starts punish by shouting at people. Um, Fair enough. But they—they they love it, really. They that's what they're <laughs> there for. Yeah, no,
0: that's why we turn absolutely. Up. Yeah, absolutely. And I—I like find it. It's no, absolutely. I, I always find it interesting the way, um, you know all the different teams uh, do with full, full start slash offside. So yeah, always it, it was a good question to get out there. Uh, but uh, coach, uh, we get, we're finishing now. we just found it out. But just in in, in case anyone's listening in the Sussex area or maybe even some some Albans that wants to come down with Nev, uh, just maybe want to give a, a quick shout out to where obviously where you're based out of, where you train, where you coach. Uh, um, sorry, where you play your games and how they can contact you if they're interested in coming down and seeing what it's all about.
1: Okay, so we are uh, based at Sussex University in uh, Falmer in Brighton. Uh, they have a, f- a brand new 4G facility there where we practice and play. Uh, people can contact us through our website, which is sussexthunder.com, or they can email me at uh, headcoach at um, and we're, we're always willing to see and, and talk to anybody.
0: Lovely stuff. And if anyone from St. Albans fans has come down, you give them them a lift down, will not you?
2: I'd hire a minibus if if uh, we could find enough. <laughs> Um No, no, I think um, that, that it's not just me in St Albans. I think um, it's a testament to Sussex that we have guys from all over. We've got guys coming down from London. Um, we've got guys coming down from Guildford Way, like DDL. Um, we've got guys coming down from, from Bognor all over the shop. So um, I think if, if you're in the southeast area, London, and you want to join a team um, with a good brotherhood, good, and good coaching, um, and a good kit, um, which obviously is important, um, then uh, obviously Sussex is a place to go.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I'm—I don't live too far away from you, boys. I live up in uh, Guildford. So if if we do get a season, I'll come down and try and watch our home game, yeah, or even yeah, an away game. Right. Uh, right. Come, come, sailor. Right. So, um, yeah, well, obviously, really appreciate all you—you you, you both coming on and sharing a bit of time with us on a on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I know it's, there's there's not many other options at the moment, but still, <laughs> appreciate you coming on to talk about Sussex and say if we do get a season, hopefully, um, hopefully you boys can get on the field and we wish you all the best.
2: And also a uh, shout out to our sponsors as well. So we've got DB Design, who does all our social media, uh, Surge World Media, who's been doing all of our game film for ages. Um, Surge and, and uh, um, the guys doing a really good job there. And also we've um, we've got uh, um, the Raiders UK um, uh, guys um, who've just taken up sponsorship as well. So shout out to all of those guys and, and uh, everyone who supports us. We appreciate it.
0: No, absolutely indeed. Um, spoken like a true expert there. Never you've done that before, haven't you?
2: I have but <laughs> well, no, to be fair to be fair it's it's in, it's important to um to thank the people that support us i think Absolutely. um as coach says um it's an expensive game um and I think we we've got one of the best um kind of media um presence uh, uh, in the last year or so definitely this year um so I think um it just helps to let people know that we're here and and obviously thanks to yourself as well for for getting the name out there and letting us have a chat
0: uh no anytime always happy to talk a bit at Ball. Uh it was, it, plenty of plenty of appetite, so that's why we try and we try and do that. But yeah, really appreciate your time, folks. And uh, no doubt we'll speak soon. Hopefully we can see you uh, see you even sooner. See you Thank you very much. thanks to Ian and Nev there for taking their time to uh, to talk all things Sussex Thunder. Sussex are currently actively looking for sponsorship to grow their programme. They've got one of the most active social media channels in BritBall. uh, Sponsorship from Silver uh, and Black, which is the uh, Las Vegas Raiders UK supporters group, DB Design, Surge World Media. There are a range of varying options if anyone wants to get involved with that from as little as £20 and upwards So go and check that out, um, which currently includes the opportunity to become their new uniform sponsor as well. If you are interested in taking that up please contact sponsorship at sussexthunder.com for further details but that's going to do it for today's podcast hope you enjoyed it don't forget to hit that subscribe uh, rate and review on apple Podcasts. don't forget to give us a follow on twitter at f10 white ball i have been timothy lambert monk i have been your host we'll be back again very soon indeed in the great words of kevin Kalin, it's ba bye for now ba bye